everyone. Welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Mansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue! And Colin Cunningham. Sorry, I was just belching there for a second. Oh, sorry. I thought we had lost you for a moment because you had oh, a fever. <laughs> a rat scratch fever! <laughs> wow! To, that, that was Colin Cunningham? Yeah, so... <laughs> No, that was me, April. Do you have the fever as well? Rat scratch fever? Not, not to be confused with uh, Cat Scratch Fever, the Ted Nugent song. Also, our cat is playing in the background. I'm sorry if you hear him. Also, the fever. Now, this is funny. You told me about this movie just the other night, Justin. You're like, mm-hmm. we're watching this movie. So I, I Googled it, and <laughs> nothing about the movie came up. The only results I got were actually about uh, rat scratch fever. <laughs> And did you, you read it? it? What does it involve? <laughs> what can you tell us about rat scratch fever? What the symptoms? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you get it from uh, the you know the infection from the from the claws, like all the dirt and stuff like Gross. that. And you start to hear the song like da 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 da. That's smoke on the water. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I'm like cat scratch fever. No, that is smoke on the water. That is how it goes. Cat scratch fever. Yeah. It's very similar. I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Ted Nugent, that piece of shit, ripped off. So I was trying to think of, like, when I told you guys, let's watch this movie, how I came across it. And I don't remember. (laughs) The director is a guy I've known for a long time, not personally, but um, Mm -hmm. he has been making movies for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And essentially the way that I would describe it is, like, imagine a small boy is given all this stuff and you're like, all right, go make a movie. And he's like, okay, sure. Doesn't care how cheap it looks and just wants to throw as much stuff as he can at the screen at once. That is the cinema of Jeff Leroy, who has made such films as uh, a werewolf in a woman's dormitory, uh, Dracula think, in a woman's prison. Woman's dormitory, yeah, Dracula in a woman's prison. Uh, grand auto theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Predator World is one of his. Uh, aliens versus Titanic. Not Grand Theft Auto. Grand, Grand Auto, Auto Theft. Yeah. <laughs> Hell's Highway. All his films kind of have the same look that Rat Scratch Fever has, which <laughs> okay. is digital. I would, if I had to take a guess, I would bet this was shot on a DVX 100, the Panasonic camera. Uh, well, it came out in 2011, but it's in 4.3. Why is mm-hmm. that? It's just well, because probably because they had a cheap camera but it does yeah. have uh, it definitely has a built-in lens because there's a bunch of crash zooms in the movie that are not digital oh, yeah. zooms so okay okay well i saw i shot stuff on i think it might have been the same camera mm-hmm. uh, the, the dvx panasonic. 100 was like the big kind of popular model that um yeah, panasonic it, put out and that became like the 200 uh, dvx 200 maybe it had like kind of different um, naming system but mm-hmm. that was the next one afterwards which people when i was in college were using but it was progressive right it was 23 yeah it was 24. progressive i mean that's what everybody was tricked by which was like it's 24 it looks like film and you just have to look yeah. at like a second of it you're like it doesn't look like film no i remember shooting a music video on that and we had to it was four by three so we had to mask it um, mm-hmm. but you know because there were no i don't think hdtvs were around back then maybe yeah, yeah, I'm looking here at the Wikipedia page, and that makes sense as well, is that it was a 3CCD image sensor, which everybody thought was a big deal, but its mm-hmm. native aspect ratio was 4x3, and you couldn't get a different one than that. Yeah, and I remember when we were shooting the video, I had my monitor, and it was a 4x3, and I actually had to tape paper to the, to the monitor <laughs> yeah. to mask the it off. pros do it. <laughs> everybody was doing that. They're like, we need it to look cinematic and widescreen. But I would also guess that um, he's shooting in this format because it's only going to go direct to DVD at the time of its release. Yeah, for sure. And he's shooting, this is like one of the best parts of the movie. I'm just going to say it's my favorite part right off the top. 
uh, miniatures that when you see them the first time, you're like, are he just using stock footage from other movies? He That's is what not. I thought. Yeah. They are uh, miniatures. He shot himself on 16 millimeter because he I could get proper say, slow motion. Okay, because yeah. the at the the intro of the movie, so mm-hmm. we start out on Planet X. And How is it not Planet R? It's right I, there. <laughs> <laughs> Planet X sounds sexy. Yep. Yeah. What is it like orbiting? Uh, it's like an elliptical orbit around Mars or something. It comes yeah, around. Yeah, there's a bunch of information that doesn't matter. Something that shows like that. Up. Yeah. But the miniatures in this sequence, and right off the bat, like, I kind of love the movies. Like, oh. the very first shot. It's like, okay, this guy likes models. They look really cheap. But then later on in the movie, all of a sudden the models start looking better. Mm-hmm. And I, and I 100% I'm like this looks like something out of Thunderbirds like a Jerry Anderson TV show I, I think it's just shooting it on film, on film. makes it okay. look like that mm-hmm. and I thought mm-hmm. the same thing which I was like okay he's using stock footage maybe something he shot earlier but I was looking at his credits he shot almost everything he's done except for one movie called uh, The Unseen Force 2 aka Alien 3000 uh, that <laughs> one was shot on film but all his other films are shot on like very early digital or you know as okay. it's evolved formats yeah it's so weird I thought for sure it was going to be stalker from some other movie mm. because it just didn't match the look of the rest of the film but then there's so much of it that's interacting there's with so, what's happening on screen yeah and i'm like okay did he write the movie around <laughs> the logo yeah, that was already because on we the thought stock? that space um spaceship outside the rocket launch oh, yeah. that was stock but then everything just starts exploding yeah but then you see a truck with like steel space corporation mm-hmm. logo on the side i'm like okay did he he must have written the script around that, like the stock footage, but then Apparently I guess not. Apparently not, no. Wow, original, that's impressive. That's kind of his thing. Like, even in a urban action film that he made called Crack in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. as uh, politically correct as it sounds, uh, it's still <laughs> filled with, like, cities exploding and stuff like that. Jesus he loves his miniatures. This, the end of this is insane. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's a insane. fever dream. It feels like you're having a stroke. But and let's jump at the beginning. Fever. We're okay, on this okay. planet, and we start media res with a bunch of scientists uh i assume slash astronauts being chased through a uh i'm gonna say like haunted house slash guy's garage hallway (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it's a combo it's a set yeah i I did read online that this the stuff on the alien planet was shot in a porno studio (laughs) on a a set in a porno all our homes porno studios ladies (laughs) and gentlemen there's there's like three items of trivia on imdb for this and one of them is that (laughs) the scenes on the alien planet were shot in a porn studio so Mm -hmm. there you go and i think that people's reaction when they see a film like this uh, very logical which is ah it looks so cheap and it Mm. does like the matting is all over the place oh yeah yeah um uh it's it's like student uh, level normal level like after effects it's better than student level yeah i would say that normal uh size rats are running around and you're supposed to believe that they're giant rats but then I would also say that look even at the planet. There is so much stuff to make it look like a planet. But yeah. even as a filmmaker myself, I'm like, oh, my God, that must have cost so much to buy all that stuff at the dollar store. Well, like all the work that went into <laughs> the miniature um, buildings and then the yeah. planet. And then there's like this rocky surface. There's so many layers and elements. Like, like this guy clearly is good at making um, miniatures. And, and like, like while we say that it's like student level after effects stuff, there's also so much of it and it's used so in really much. fun ways that you're not like oh it's this again it's like every time there's something new you're like <laughs> i can't exactly. believe you did that well this did remind me speaking of student films of rise of the animals mm-hmm. um, yeah. but 
it's way it's like that times like a hundred <laughs> so it's yeah. like way just more 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 it's absurd and there are evil animals evil rats in this too same thing right? oh god but then at the end it, like he's the only one credited for visual effects oh he did how everything did you, you know that he's the cameraman this all yeah and he's been this is like his whew, like 12th or 15th film i don't know Jesus. how someone can find the energy to do all this stuff so in this opening scene they're running from the rats um it's really funny because the rats that are jumping into frame are often like superimposed rats with glowing red eyes (laughs) and they're like ripping people apart uh knocking people over and they're being smashed and like their heads are being crushed and just like chaos Yeah, and it intercut with uh, these gigantic prop yeah. m- rat heads. That's what was so good about the, the, this sequence, but other sequences too, is that, yes, we can see that the special effects are not good, but mm. the pace of it is so fast. So you have like <laughs> half a second of this like superimposed rat, and then you have people being attacked by real the giant rubber rat oh, heads. I love and those giant rat heads. They're yeah. big too. Like they're really the human big. beings are like, oh, when and they're they fighting. And they had, I think... At least four of them. They they didn't just have I, one. I know? had my eyes peeled being like, all right, I'm going to count how many are showing up on screen at, at a time. Either three or four is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like the onslaught of shots and the pace and the editing. It's like you're already on to like the next 10 shots before you have a, a chance. Do you to think of, this guy yeah. is a big Ghost of Mars fan? Because I got like the feel of this in the opening. There's also like a uh, like a new metal a guitar. Riff yes. You better believe April was loving that. It opened with that might be my one of my favorite things is the music because we all know that you know a a bad movie or b movie a bad soundtrack can kind of make or break it if it's really really like minimal and repetitive and boring or if it just sounds like a bunch of stock music Mm -hmm. this might have been stock but it had a very new metal uh driving kind of beat to it that Mm -hmm. kind of gets you pumped up it um, wasn't stock. It was actually composed by another mm. uh, no-budget filmmaker called Jay Warfel. Uh, him and the, the, the director, Jeff Leroy, have collaborated a lot. And Jay Warfel made an amazing film called Beyond Dream's Door about like a guy mm. like being haunted by a dream monster, which we could do on the show because it definitely has its own peculiar... I can't say that word. Peculiarities? <laughs> Got lost at the end there. That's a weird uh, word. <laughs> so this sequence, we can't just describe everything that happens because just people being ripped off. You hear a lot of canned sound effects that I recognize from music in my movies oh, especially oh, yeah. like <laughs> like like a like a two crushes one after the other which is yeah, like that's skull like a, crush a number three pet peeve of april's anytime we watch a movie and we hear any any kind of like stock sound effect i always turn to her and she's like Ugh. there's only certain no some sometimes i like it because it's funny but i don't it really bugs me when it's a baby crying or <laughs> uh the cat sound there's the same cat sound effect in every what creaky is the sound barking. effect of the woman that's like like you hear it all the time like if you heard it you recognize it instantly there's the squeaky metal door yeah um there's that sound of something igniting that remember that was in haiku all the time the volleyball anime and you're uh, uh, nope. I'm talking I hope to you're Colin. talking to the audience. <laughs> <I'm talking. laughs> Me and Colin just staring I, at you blankly. I'm just staring blankly. Anytime a character would get fired up, it would play that sound effect. It's really funny. Um, and mm. there's a lot of things. It's like the Wilhelm, Wilhelm scream of explosions. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but this so movie that's has a volleyball show, them. not the one, uh, the anime. Did you ever watch the one where it's like the people eat food and then like orgasm for yeah. like minutes yeah. on end? Yeah, totally. That's, I uh, feel like uh, uh, April watches like six shows that are like that. That show's <laughs> over and ended. Shogageki no Soma is over. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. 
R.I.P. Great show. It's <laughs> on Netflix. High Q is also on Netflix about volleyball. It's like hey, the girl we're not like, brought so to you she, by Netflix. Yeah, she would like eat a piece of shrimp and then her clothes would explode off. And, like, <laughs> and that happens watching about the TV show. 20 Aww. times per episode. And yeah. it'd always be when I walk oh, upstairs. I thought you said that April was doing that. Like, <laughs> No, it's in the show. No, <laughs> uh, oh, my so, cooking's not uh, that good. <laughs> the hero of Rat Scratch Fever makes it to the spaceship, which kind of looks like a submarine this that is uh, would get bashed into a spaceship. It's like a couch, which shows up later in one of the tanks, but with mm. like a you know a wall with the buttons and the oh the, the light on. Is this a, is this a couch I love in the, the inside of the spaceship, which yeah, is like great. definitely like its basement. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. There's like a futon that he covered in a white sheet. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in here that you're like, okay, this is just like his basement or living room that he's put mm-hmm. up some like foam walls. Yes, but then, I mean, we'll get into it later, but there's so, there's a few other sets that are like, okay, like like the fancy house is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, well, there's, we'll there's two sets later. that I love, but yeah. Uh, and so we get actually a moment of pause here as the woman cries about all of her fallen comrades. But there's, using, you know, just a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. But there's one point it looks like she's going to cry and I'm like, wow, there's going to be acting in this movie. And then she kind of like yawns. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe lets a fart out or something like that. Like, oh. I mean, the acting of everyone in this movie is basically on the same level, which is not great. But, you know, it's fine. I would say... Per, the, perfunctory is what they call the it. The best actor yeah. is probably either the guy with the steel hands or... <laughs> Dr. Steel? Yeah, Dr. Steel. Christopher Steel? Yeah, or the boyfriend who I think is named Jake. He's probably yeah. the better act, yeah, best Jake. actor in the movie. Well, uh, speaking of Dr. Steel, Randall Malone is uh, also in The Amazing Bulk. He was the bad guy um, in so this movie has uh, three actors that are also in a, the amazing bulk, um, which is a movie I haven't seen, but I've seen lots of clip, oh, clips so from. <laughs> and I tried to find if there was some sort of connection behind the scenes between those two movies. I couldn't find it if they had like, a similar producer I feel like it's probably just like the zero budget film uh, people all run in the same circles. And it's I know that be, uh, yeah. Jeff Leroy and the amazing bulk were also films that were distributed by Wild Eye Entertainment, a uh, like okay. boutique DVD label who does Makes a lot sense. of those. I think they do Polonia Brothers movies as well. So uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, obviously, L.A. You know, there's, there's probably like I don't think they live in L.A. Though I could be mistaken. Does this take place in California? Yeah, it does. There's, there's Griffith Observatory at some point. Oh, is it like actually Griffith Observatory or a yeah, green screen Griffith Observatory? Well, it's okay. footage. We don't of know. Griffith Observatory. <laughs> that <laughs> could have been it that way. way. <laughs> All right, wait. Yeah. We haven't even made it to yeah, the we're opening credits, ahead. which come eight minutes into this movie because uh oh, um, rats attack the ship that she's on. She shoots up into space. They burn up, but one of them that she cut the head off in the classic closing the spaceship doors it's filled with little rats and (laughs) we get a lot of this in the movie which is a classic um the italian film rats knights of terror which is a favorite of mine like the big scare sequences in that is just like someone with a bucket like pouring rats on somebody and they're like "Ah!" (laughs) and that's what happens here hold on a sec april's just at the door we just paused the podcast for a second because april had to go answer the door and she got a delivery and uh (laughs) uh-oh Speaking of what the topic of this movie is, you got a cheese delivery. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just realized the oh irony in that. You got to be ratted. We're just begging for rats I'm gonna to open come and the bo- I'm going to open the box and there's going to be a big rat in it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to like jump out and bite your face. I mean, this is what is happening to, uh, I guess, our star of the movie. Rats are falling on her and then one of them goes up her legs and up her vagina. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of... wasn't expecting that. It, I don't know how they should... <laughs> 
how they did it, but there's like a lump under her pants and there's like a suggested that it I mean that rat is very nimble because it's going to get all around her body throughout the movie oh god does it ever and then finally we cut to boom rat scratch fever now I should ask uh, you guys do you are you scared of rats do they like gross you out no I love rats I think they're adorable I I actually babysat when I I had a roommate years and years ago rat sat and uh, yeah we babysat (laughs) no don't sit on that rat we babysat his girlfriend's two rats I think it was uh, god who was it Starsky and Hutch that's a cute name. And uh, yeah, we babysat for like a week and one was albino. Another one was like black. And we would just sit around the house with them uh, on our shoulders. And Did they ever <laughs> poo on you? I always wonder no. about that. <laughs> they just kind of like sat on our shoulders. and then we. I think the bummer with rats uh, from people that I know that have owned them is they do not live long. They only live like 12 months to two years, depending really? on like their species. Yeah. Because oh, everybody wants to kill them when they see them. Well, yeah, that's I, probably I, why. I mean, they're, they're prone to issues skin issues other issues but i just don't think they should be pets really i think the albino one bled from its eyes from time to time. yeah and they get like tumors if you like keep them alive really long this is i remember a friend having them and that happening to them i do like the rats in this movie because they're real like honkers they're like chunky rats (laughs) yeah colin was like rats don't get that big do they and i was like yeah they they do oh my god i was in you ever been to new york i was in kensington market (laughs) once which is like a, a local place in toronto and i I saw a rat cross the street and it was huge. It looked like a dog. It was huge. Maybe sure? it was a possum, but like it was like it was big and fat. probably a possum. Was somebody walking in? Kensington it? Market though? A possum? Yeah, there's possums all over the place. I mean, there's, um, what are, what are, what are those like wild dogs? What are they called? Dogs? Wild coyotes, dogs? Coyotes. coyotes. Yeah, wild dogs. Uh, there was one uh, that just dogs, walked by dogs. in front of my apartment building, and I was like, "Well, that dog doesn't have a call." Oh, it's a coyote. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. there are coyotes in Toronto. I've seen them, um, but mm. I've never seen a rat other than that one outside. Are you Kensington sure Market. it wasn't a trash panda, aka a raccoon? I I know they walk differently though, but no, yeah, I'm not sure. It was across the street. <laughs> it, and it was raining. Like a hunter. She's yeah. like, I can see the animal by the way they walk. No, I tasted its feces. It didn't taste like <laughs> yeah. raccoon. Oh no, do not do that to uh, trash panda stuff. You will then, die. Then you get rat scratch fever. Do you know the weirdest animal that I saw in Toronto was a wild turkey? That I is was, pretty weird. And it was Those on usually it was on they're actually more common in the United States though, like wild turkeys. This is so bizarre, but this was like right around the corner from my house. And I was coming <laughs> it's back. Like it, it was on Thanksgiving and I'd just gone to the store to get food. Yeah. And it's like it's time for some it's Thanksgiving. Like someone must have had it and it got free. I don't know. <sighs> it was gigantic. Gigantic. Like it was so big. I remember just walking home and, you know, just caught something out of the corner of my eye and I turned. And there's a freaking wild turkey like two feet from me. And I didn't know what the hell to do. So I just sort of kept walking. So you grabbed it by the neck and you're like, ah, it delicious. Was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, and I looked it up on online and there were other wild turkey sightings around the city at that point. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you, that had to be an, an escape job. <laughs> where where yeah. did the turkey escape from? Wherever they are slaughtered. I don't know. It was like, it was so. On Thanksgiving? So Come big. On. It must was have been it a some man, promotion. perhaps, in a turkey suit? <laughs> no, it was like uh, some promotion at like a used car sales lot or something like that and it is oh i was gonna say like colin like looked at the beer he was drinking he's like oh and he pours it out i rubbed my, I rubbed my yeah. eyes <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and he threw it over my else. shoulder and he so, never drank um, beer again 
back to Rat Scratch Fever, we go to Earth um, in the command center run by Elon Musk. I mean, Dr. Christopher Steele. <laughs> this guy is awesome. He might be one of my favorite characters because he's such a weird looking guy. He's, he's wearing up, yeah. all of this like black like <clears throat> trench coat suit, hat and a hood. And you're like, what's, what's going on with this guy? Kind of, yeah. And he's wearing like makeup, which you find out why, like why later. And that's because it's a reference to uh, the abominable Dr. Fives, the Vincent Price movie. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought he looked yeah. like Marlon Brando from Island of Dr. He does. Moreau. <laughs> he does look like that. And that's why he kind of has a digital voice as well. Yeah, okay. they, they lowered his voice digitally, which I enjoyed just because it sounds funny. Yeah. Um, and the hands. We got to talk about the hands. Yeah, he's got these giant metal claw hands. And one which thing- Which he okay. never uses as a weapon. No. And I, <laughs> the star filter, <laughs> for some reason- <laughs> Every time. Colin, the explain to us what a star goddamn goddamn movie is. has like a star glow filter on it. It's like some effect that you can put on. I think like magic bullet looks or something has mm-hmm. it built in. Holy shit. Every glowing thing in this control room has like a star filter on it. It looks like some cheesy Dean Martin Christmas special or something. But the whole movie <laughs> has this, correct? Yeah, it kind of fades off. So like the first third of the movie, it's very, very heavy. And then towards the end of the movie, you don't really see any star filters anymore. But mm. everything has this. That's because the story's gotten real and dark. You just got annoyed with it or something. It's like, uh, I went too far, but I'm not going to go back and fix it. <laughs> Colin, as someone who did visual effects, how long yes. would it take to render a movie like this? I still do. <laughs> 2011 I think it came out or Uh, maybe later than that well I don't know you're probably looking at you know what NTSC resolution so like 720 by 486 but you wouldn't render the entire movie at once right you render it in chunks and then export it from there right premiere or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah but, uh, <laughs> but it would probably take forever. There's so many effects in this movie. There are so many effects. It's true. It's nothing but effects, mostly. I can't even... <laughs> like, every, almost every shot. Yeah, I just I can't, just trying to wrap my head around it is, is kind of just giving me a headache right uh, now. <laughs> although, there are, as we mentioned with the giant rat heads, there's practical effects in this, too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of blood. There's blood splatter everywhere. There's oh, some you know guys that look say, like squibs. That's the one thing this movie doesn't do is uh, digital blood. Oh, well, there God. is some, but like the big moments are oh, practical yeah. blood, which makes yeah. all the it, difference. It's just yeah. like a fire hose of blood. It's amazing. Every time, um, well, our main character uh, gets possessed by the rats that are in her body and she attacks <laughs> people and she just kind of like puts her head on their neck and it's just like blood like everywhere. So I mean, that's what we like to see. As April just said, that's the plot of this movie where Christopher Steele, they want to shoot the rocket that um, the main woman is on. Is her name Sonia? Sonia, yeah. Sonia's Sonia, place. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, shoot it down. But then her boyfriend, who can only be described as Sam Winchester, who le- was left out in the sun for too long <laughs> from uh, Supernatural. He, looks he does really... look like the Supernatural yeah, he guy. Does. <laughs> but he, yeah, he looks very like if he'd fallen on hard times or something. Yeah, like, you know, his Supernatural years was when he was in high school and he was a high school quarterback. And it's like 15 years later. Yeah. He's still holding on to those dreams. Yeah, he's looking a little rough and his hair is he's always so sweaty and his hair is greasy and it's yeah he's oh god i thought that he he did look like he was at one point like an attractive leading man Mm -hmm. but uh he's fallen on hard times as you said (laughs) (laughs) somehow he like gets into the control room or they find him outside of the of this rocket base (laughs) and they let him in he has uh, to people are being to let in all the time in this movie into <laughs> tanks, into buildings. Into buildings yeah, where accessible. rats are attra- attacking. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, people are very trusting in this movie. Yeah, so they kind of, I guess he knows what's up, or Dr. Steele, I mean, and uh, wants to shoot down Sonya's spaceship. And uh, they kind of do, but she gets out in an escape pod. Yeah, uh, that's right. Which, which they, crash lands. Yeah, he tries to stop them. He's like, no, <laughs> as the rockets fly towards Sonya's spaceship. But don't worry, people. She lands. She gets out of her escape pod. And the first thing that the camera does is it zooms into her stomach to show like a rat um, playing around in her guts. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's gross. And then she rips open her stomach to yeah. reveal the rat in her guts. That's what I was confused. I was like, oh, I guess our character's dead. I guess dead. she's dead. No, nope. yeah. she's, she's perfectly fine. You'll be saying that many later. times throughout the movie so apparently she can regenerate her i guess she's like a zombie wound Mm. the film seems to hint that it will turn into a zombie film and i was surprised that it never did yeah it never went there almost more like a vampire film because she's like feeding off people so i've seen a lot of films from this director almost all the ones i've seen are all about women who have supernatural powers who suck people's blood (laughs) that's like his thing he loves that he knows what he likes yeah well the entire base blows up what was that yes how does that happen i think her spaceship crashes into the base yeah it does oh, all the miniatures okay. to explode. yeah i think uh, the the part that they shot down kind of crashes into the base and fucking everything this is the like the first of the many many explosions in this movie <laughs> but it's just, it's just like one thing after another after Jesus another christ and there's like and they're like i hope it doesn't hit the rocket fuel and then goo, cut to more explosions that's gone it's like it hits the the control center that they're in and that explodes everything explodes it's so amazing. i was told only today by Simon Barrett, the writer of The Guest, mm-hmm. and many other movies, that he uh, got a copy of this movie that was more serious, that was like the festival version. Oh, weird. And supposedly the director went in and made it more comedic. Now, <laughs> I don't know what that would be, considering what the movie is. It's That's not insane. like overtly comedic the way it is I now. would say that some jokes that literally come out of nowhere, like uh, at this point, you see like two guys in a tank and one of them's playing a rat killing game. Yeah. Like that would be something that would be a joke you would add much later on. And of course, there is a rat music video later in the <laughs> yes, movie. There is about a car called like the Radica, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I was like, "What is this?" And a, yeah. Rodentia is what it was called. Rodentia. Apparently, he was just was just watching TV, and there's an unrelated commercial with <laughs> singing the stop motion rats <laughs> on it. Uh, that yes, had to be very added. odd. Yeah. So um, we meet the many schlubby dudes who are in this movie. If I had to sum up the cast of this picture, it's. Uh, very pretty uh, women and the schlubbiest of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them in front of green screens. Yeah, because like the uh, the army now is after our main character. Mm-hmm. And they have like a couple of hot girls and sh- schlubby guys. And they're all in tanks. Now we're in like the tank like video game section of the of yeah the essentially for like i think 30 minutes it's just a bunch of tanks driving around yeah and it, like they make it fun but it's a little like okay this is like this section of the movie it's very different from the the latter half of the movie i guess because mm-hmm. it's mostly like in the desert there's all these miniatures going all over the place uh the rat queen gets on uh, one of the tanks and she kills the two people after having a flashback that wasn't really necessary of in space they found a temple and that's what unleashed all of the rats some yeah. kind of temple we do get like a full <laughs> yeah, flashback yeah. well that's good because she goes temple 
temple. And then it cuts to the flashback. She goes, hey, I think it's a temple. It's a temple. <laughs> and it has all these like hieroglyphics on the walls and stuff that mm-hmm. they can't decipher at the moment. Uh, they have some good lines there where they're like, um, oh, maybe it was a different evolution than us. <laughs> So and they like, turn into rats. But then they reveal the story at the, at the end. I think Jake figures it out that at one point Martians came to Earth and kidnapped rats, mm-hmm. took them back to Mars and experimented on them. Made them superpowered. Made them superpowered and gigantic. And then the rats ended up overtaking Mars and killing all the Martians. <laughs> That's yes. a very complicated way to go about it. It is. It's <laughs> Can it just be a rat planet? Like, or just like, you know, you, you, you bring a glowing rock or something back to Earth and, you know, mm-hmm. rats are irradiated. Speaking they, of they, rat planet, what was that <laughs> other movie, Justin, where a bunch of mercenaries go to a planet and there's evil rats? Um, oh, my are God. Are you thinking of Rats Night of Terror? Yeah. The Italian at the, film? Uh, yeah, yeah, at the end. The, uh, the, that the is mask. not... Uh, another planet that is Earth, and we've irradiated it. As oh. we were going to say, the most amazing ending of all time. Oh right. yeah, that's no, because right. I, I was just going to mention it because I saw that movie I think a year ago on a a, a stream, and it kind of sucked. <laughs> it was oh, boring. Yeah. Well, that's the one I was talking about, the one where it's just like buckets are poured on people and they're like, ah, why does it suck? <laughs> Could it be perhaps that it was directed by Bruno Mattei, the man behind Shocking Dark? Oh, yeah. no. Uh, it had yeah. that feel to it. And but I mean, even though it sucks, that ending where yeah. the heroes, uh, they're suddenly saved by people in hazmat suits and the lead um, <laughs> woman goes, oh, thank God, we're saved by human beings. <laughs> you are human beings, aren't you? And then they take the mask off and it's a rat face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is very very oh, silly oh it's so good, good planet uh, of the so, apes ending i run for its money yep uh planet of the what planet of the rats rats <laughs> so uh we're in the tank part there's a bunch of tank stuff that happens this uh, is the really good tank guy uh is jeff burr the director of a, a leather face texas chainsaw massacre 3 Pump master 4 and 5 Pumpkinhead 2 and uh, tons oh. of other, a stepfather too as well. What, one of the uh, tank drivers, you said? Yeah, the main tank guy that, you know, they get into a duel. Like that's the last tank part. Yeah. Where yeah. They keep throwing insane one-liners <laughs> at each other where they're like, boom, boom, goes the dynamite or whatever. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, daddy's got a big lucky missile for you. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it's not, it would be uh, maybe topical if it was boom, goes the dynamite, but it's boom, boom, out goes the lights. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even boom, goes They're the trying light. to come up with another catchphrase. And the, the, the other guy uh the sort of like bigger bald guy who was in uh, amazing bulk mm, all the amazing bulk guys have you, I mean, have you seen the amazing bulk justin no i haven't i've seen clips and i'm like i get it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah amazing it. bulk is famously um one of the 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 movies that colin reviewed on his first appearance on red letter media on it's, best best of the worst it's really bad years and years ago um, well, it, was, <laughs> it was amazing bulk and i think we watched uh v world matrix which is almost that unwatchable. movie's really bad i've it's seen that so one. bad um Ugh. and of course jim cotta which is an amazing movie yeah classic. but um Ugh. amazing bulk i kind of feel like i get it i don't want to sit through that whole it's, movie it sounds better than it is it doesn't sound good at all <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a joke that's one that's like that uncomfortable territory by like it's bad and they know it doesn't look great but it's also shitty and boring <laughs> like, and they're trying to make fun of it I, so yeah and all the jokes just Ugh. fall flat and you're just like oh god this is terrible it's so boring well, uh back to rat scratch fever though <sighs> uh, after that big tank battle that we get there's a weird shot of like an airplane driven by twins i'm like what's going on oh it's like some big hercules like uh, airplane yes. taking off from a runway and then she gets in the tank and 
just blows it out of the sky. Was that it's really airplane weird. CGI? Uh, it, uh, I can't remember. I, can't, maybe. I, I remember thinking, was that CGI? But I mean, who knows, right? Uh, who can tell in this movie? <laughs> Uh, yeah, because they do. Uh, I mean, uh, Jeff does some weird things where it's like a miniature shot on 16 millimeter tank. But then for some reason, he felt the need to like CGI insert the actor. That's in the right. Front, uh, window. Yeah. So they're in the yeah. cockpit and they're kind of like badly tracked onto the Speaking cockpit. Amazing yeah. bulk. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it's like, duh, don't ruin your um, 16 millimeter shot with that. Just leave it as it is. Yeah. You don't even need those people in the cockpit at all. It looks great. During a test screening, like people's main note was like, who is driving this? <laughs> tanks this makes no sense please explain it through visual effects oh. well as far as the narrative goes it's important to note that our hero sonia is like she's being slowly taken over by the rats so she's like trying to um stop herself she uh shoots herself in the head actually mm-hmm. but she's like half trying to stop herself because she knows she's evil killer and half trying to move forward and mm-hmm. you know take over the world i guess so. it's, it's like rat think of ratatouille except it, instead of hiding in the guy's <laughs> chef's hat the rat is inside of her skull it's and she does body. scream get out of my head <laughs> and there's yes. literally a, a rat in her head <laughs> yeah um so so it's like she tries to shoot her head but she doesn't die so then her as the rat queen like puts a hat on yeah she's um, got this sort of uh it's it's like a badly tracked on you know head effects on the side of her head so she she throws on a hat to hide it for the yeah, rest of the movie and the hat says isn't it steel space force or something like I that think it's like yeah. uh space steel Corps. space core like ssc or something like that mm-hmm. um so i think this is when we get to the best location of the movie <laughs> sonia's place <laughs> it is the best location of the we movie. had to, we had crap. a debate about what this was because he doesn't say until later um what's his name jake uh, jake. Uh, jake he doesn't yeah. say until later I bought this bar for us so we can open a bar. So I was like, they shot this in a bar, but it's no, supposed to be his and house. This is definitely like but his then garage they, or basement. You don't find, they don't pull out until later that, okay, it's not a bar at all. No, it's this just looks a, like an ugly room. It's supposed to be a bar. Well, and What's crazy about that room too, or, or slash bar, is that it seems like it's in the desert and then it's revealed at the end of the movie, it's in the middle of the city. Middle of the city. And you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. It looks like somebody's living room or a motel room that they've rented. And yes. they've spray painted the walls green and just painted on the walls, Sonia's place. And they mm. have these like bar stools kind of stacked up in the corner. Yeah, and empty kegs. Empty kegs. And okay, so in one of our uh, storage closets here, we've got these like Amazon wire racks, like these kind of shelves. For that like cleaning buy. supplies. Yeah, you just like buy them for 20 bucks, screw them to the wall. They have the exact same one behind the bar on the wall. <laughs> and they put the booze bottles in there yeah, as, like, as if that was where they were going to keep them. But it's so bar. small that it, it's only got about six booze bottles in it. And it's just in the center of this big wall. Do you go? <laughs> to the theater to see reality uh, on stage no you yes. go for feelings yes, and there's like a Move shitty delivers. couch which is i guess where he sleeps it just looks like a nightmare of a place to live it looks like the porn studio that they, they shot the planet x stuff from at the beginning it's worse than yeah that. maybe it is that would make Who sense knows? well before we get there uh jake needs to save sonia and he does so by um, knocking a guy out who's like, I was just following orders. I don't have a choice. And then Jake goes, well, I do have a choice and I choose 
payback. <laughs> <laughs> he like knocks the guy out. Some great one-liners in this movie. I mean, oh, classic. you can't have a, a movie like this without it. In that sequence, we also get the most impractical rocket launcher ever. That's like just a giant tube. It is enormous. Like a giant tube. Yeah, it's it's insane. And they're carrying around these rocket launchers throughout the whole movie. And it's like a piece of plastic piping basically it's gigantic mm. like the diameter must be like but it's 10 so, inches it's so light like yeah. you can tell it's how there, light you it see is. right through it too they're using exactly. it like a pistol like they're shooting yeah. things yeah. that are six feet away from them at one point like a uh, soldier attacks jake and uh, the woman raises her rocket launcher to shoot them and the <laughs> yeah. other guy's like no don't it's like yeah because you're gonna blow them both up <laughs> It's like hard tickets to Hawaii, you know, when they shoot the snake at the end exactly. from like, like you know, five that's feet exactly away. What it looks like. Uh, uh, so yeah, so back to Sonya's place, oh which is God. scribbled on the wall in what looks like crayon. It's actually yeah, it's painted on the wall, like you know, by somebody's child, and then also in the front door, you know, it's which is not the front door of a bar. It is clearly somebody's living room. Uh, it's also written on the back of the door. So the one, the, the inside. You know what? Because they were the like, door. we're not going to shoot the outside. We're shooting the inside. Or they're probably like, you know, the neighbors are going to complain if, if we if we paint. Yeah, if we make too much noise, if they can look through our windows and it looks like a real bar or if, of some yeah, kind. If we paint Sonya's place on the outside. Well, how many times have you walked into a bar and you you're like, where am I? And you look at, <laughs> you look at the door that you just walked no. into. Oh, yeah. Where am I? Do, Wait, do you want me to honestly the answer that hour? question? And on your way out, you're like, of course, to remind you as you go out through the door. I've walked into a bar many times and thought, where am I? I've also done that too and because sometimes the sign is not clear from the outside. <laughs> are you going? to like underground um, like uh, speakeasies april and that's why these small bars know, alcohol is banned these small bars in toronto um but they're complicated signs <laughs> you can't always see what where you're going so we meet i think the best character in the movie here who's drunk behind the bar because he came to install an alarm is what he says later on yeah. and that's our good friend teddy they have a big scene before he's even discovered behind the bar and i'm pretty sure yep. that jake was standing behind the bar like a few minutes earlier i guess he was sleeping so this <laughs> yeah, is like he was jake's in a very friend? small ball <laughs> jake's landlord I, I, think. I think it's his friend i don't know it's probably the guy who owns he's the a living room. miserable drunk who yes. is helping him set up this bar. It seems like they're just, him and Jake are just getting wasted in this disgusting <laughs> four by four room. Well, as we see later, all the beer kegs are empty. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jake, where is he going? Oh, I think he's going to go see Dr. Steel, right? Because he realizes something is wrong, obviously. Um, I don't, it, was it before this that um, he cuts his wrist so she can feed on him? No, that's afterwards. Okay. Because he leaves to go see Dr. St or he goes and does something. And then he tells Teddy, Teddy, stay with Sonya. Make sure that she doesn't get out and nobody gets in. And Teddy's like, okay, no problem, boss. And then instantly stuff goes <laughs> dark yeah and i mean this scene reminded me a lot of the mom in the room um i definitely yes. have breast cancer because <laughs> he's trying yeah but this dialogue yeah, so, is is so awful. he's like sonya you look like crap oh no actually i think he starts with hey sonya can you clean this up a little bit yeah. <laughs> she's like you know half passed out and she's bloody yeah. and disgusting and doesn't he he's trying to get her to take her hat off hey yeah he's like take your hat? hat off you look like shit what do you have something growing under there and she says yes i, yes, do. I do and he immediately he jumps to the conclusion <laughs> that, that she, she has, has, a, brain has a brain tumor, tumor. and he goes ah oh, cancer it'll eat you right up <laughs> 
because she keeps saying I'm empty on the inside I'm empty on the inside because uh, she means it literally yeah. while uh, Teddy being the good man that he is is taking it metaphorically and he's like yeah, uh, he, consoling her he just oh, takes it in stride yeah, you know how you gotta stay yeah. strong you, you don't want to die you gotta stay positive <laughs> no he says the worst thing he could say which is you gotta do anything to survive oh, exactly and like he was doing a wish and wish master <laughs> this blows up in his face <laughs> that's such a trope in it's like true. any movie or TV she show goes, anything because she goes anything and he goes yeah you gotta do anything and then she goes I guess I will take this cap off <laughs> and then like any gentleman Teddy goes let me help you with that and man does oh, it's it all ever... stuck in your hair yeah it's like this slimy KY jelly and it he's takes like, for... oh it's all tangled it... he, he like kind of wrestles with it for like 30 seconds it takes him forever to get this hat off and he's commenting the entire way oh you got something stuck there What's that? That's a good improv actor. Oh, right yeah. There. It's like, um, fill out yeah, fill yeah. out the time. Pat it yeah, out. He's a real second city vet. <laughs> and then there's this scene where her head just completely flops apart. And That's it's, great. It's a very neat, very poorly done special effect. I don't but know. It looks, like, it the eyes are like copy and pasted down her, her <laughs> cheeks are. Um, it's on Justin's Twitter if you want to see what the shot is. <laughs> it's really I funny. like how Teddy, like his reaction isn't just like abject horror. It's more like, hey, hey, no, don't come over yeah, here. It's more like, hey, uh, what are you doing? Uh, hey, no, yeah. no. Yeah. There's a lot of POV shots in this movie, too, yeah. I forgot to mention. Rat POV, um, where they do some kind yeah, of like lens distortion. Yeah, where it's like a wide angle kind of. It's That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it doesn't have a red filter thrown on it, which is the biggest trope of a POV monster that you can get. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... I think, yeah, uh, Jake comes back from wherever he was. Don't remember. And this is another really funny scene where um, he sees Teddy covered in blood just all over the place. He's like, what happened? And and she's like, oh, oh, my God. Uh, I think Teddy tripped and fell. He must have cut himself on the glass. He goes, there's freaking blood everywhere. He's all over the wall. Yeah. But then she convinces him and he's like, ah, Teddy, you friggin' drunk. Well, he's like, you didn't hear anything? And she goes, no. I just woke up now. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's very And he's like, ah, oh, Teddy, what are you doing? But then right away, after she makes him believe that she's like, okay, Jake, I need your blood. <laughs> yeah, she goes, I need to feed on blood. Yeah. Uh, and he begrudgingly agrees. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you trying to say that Teddy didn't trip and fall uh, and cut himself on a bottle? Yeah, he cuts oh, his wrist and she starts drinking. I mean, that, that's a red flag right there. If a girl asks to, to drink your blood. Yeah, and know, then does she Maybe uh, Army uh, Hammer escape? would be into that, but... Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, topical. Oh. The less said about that guy, the better. Um, but does she... Uh, uh, does she escape? Well... I don't remember. I, I'm getting all mixed she, up here. She may have stayed in the room, and this is when he goes and talks to Dr. Steele, but yeah. then it's intercut with her... Um, finding that drug dealer and luring him away and killing him. Which the drug dealer has the greatest life. It's like, what can, man, that dime bag you sold me was weak. What can I say? Bad supply. Come back next week. And uh, another thing that I like about this movie, multiple things I like this week. Uh, I like the editing because it'll sometimes do this cross-cutting thing, which is not the norm for, you know, low-budget B-movies. It actually requires some effort. Yeah, it yes. classed or, it up a bit. Planning as well. Yeah, exactly. Like that 
you can't just do it in the edit. You shot it knowing that you could do that. What's funny about this is like I've seen some of his earlier films, mm-hmm. like Eyes of the Werewolf and Hell's Highway, and while those have some really fun parts to them, they're like Polonia level on a technical side. Okay. So like he's definitely been like figuring stuff out as he's been able to make as many movies as he has. For, for those who yeah. don't know but who the Polonia brothers are. They did previous episodes, Splatter Farm and Feeders mm-hmm. 2. Feeders Slay 2. Sleigh Bells. And oh Feeders 1, obviously. But um, check them out because they're good, but they're uh, they're on a different kind of level of low budget home video kind of homemade yes, I mean, movie, the, backyard this is, this movie. Is, this is definitely one of those movies where I can't say anything about it is lazy. Maybe the, mm, you know. That's right, yeah. Maybe, maybe the, the art direction and the set design, that sort of thing is, but... Whatever. I think the argument that the director w- would make would be like, why would I make it any slicker or spend that much more time on it? Because I know who my audience yeah, is. Yeah, you're, you're putting like, all the effort into the miniatures, mm-hmm. uh, especially mm-hmm. this end scene, which has to be my yeah, favorite thing. Yeah, I think thing. I, it, it's like excitement versus slickness. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't like, matter. Slickness that... will get you into a film festival and your movie can still suck. Exactly. You just well, paint... excitement, you know, you'll get denied, but it's more fun for people watching. Yeah, it. just paint the walls green, write Sonya's place. Mm-hmm. Now it's a bar. <laughs> And I mean, as far, like, put a wire as, far as like film festivals go, I could totally see this playing at uh, your film festival, Justin. Mm-hmm. Oh, what yes, the film definitely. Fest. Like a hundred percent. This would have fit right in. Um, yeah. But I would argue that like if somebody played it at Midnight Madness, the audience would eat it up anyway, compared to some of the movies that play oh, there yeah. in the past years that I've it's, been. It's crazy. Like, it's it an just exciting so crazy. crowd pleaser for a yeah. certain type of crowd. But um, like I, I was like, this is a B movie. I wouldn't call it a bad movie. No, uh, no. wouldn't you say it's an R movie for Rat? <laughs> Rated R. Rated R. <laughs> I do like. Uh, we were talking about I think in a previous episode about things that I like about, I think it was Fight of Fury, where, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the sort of millionaire sort of bad guy, and they're supposed to be at this huge mansion, but you just don't have the budget, so you kind of shoot it at Grandma's place, because she's got, you know, <laughs> yeah, a gold chandelier. Definitely Grandma's place. Well, this movie had, like, rich old Grandma's house, because it was a big, fancy house that didn't look like anyone had lived there in a hundred years. Yeah, or just the person that lived there was, like, a hundred years old. Dr. Steele's house. You know that it's old because there's like real big frilly drapes and like candelabras all over the place. It looks like, I don't know, like a a room in like Nicolas Cage's house or something. And we get there because uh, Jake goes and confronts Dr. Steele. And we see what's behind the mask. Mm -hmm. He's really the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) That's right. He just got like no skin and he wears uh, makeup instead. Does he say that he lost his skin in in a war with the rats? No, it was like (laughs) uh, somebody else says... He got it in like a rocket accident or something like that. Okay, unrelated. <laughs> That's why Elon Musk looks the way that he does. Yeah, he actually peels his face off. Yep. Burned yeah, the face comes. Grimes yeah, does the it face for comes him. off. It was anyway, a horrible battery burn. Yeah, so he has a confrontation with Jake, and they just talking about how she's gonna kill the world, and he knew all along he's been trying to stop her, and. Again, this house is bizarre. It is so. It was it's like, it, who's, this was the director's, someone the director knew. It's the most hideous interior design. It's so <laughs> old-fashioned. It has to be an it's old person's house. like purple as well. Oh, it's just gross. Everything about it is disgusting. And you can, you can see, they're kind of like wrestling or, you know, they're getting yeah. into an altercation, but... You can tell they've been given direction. It's like, do not break grandma's. They can't mess anything Don't mess up. anything up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fall into like any pictures. They were or... in like the front foyer, I think, yeah. having that little confrontation. Well, the living room is like, has tile floor. 
That wasn't the it living room. It could be like a bed and breakfast as well, because those yeah. have like big old houses that people can shoot That's in. That's what I was also thinking. I was like, is this a museum? Like, does someone <laughs> live here? Like, uh, yeah, Jeff Leroy. He's from Old Money. <laughs> That's why he lives in the... No, I don't know. Um, but in this scene, Jake shoots Dr. Steele, and you're like, oh no, Dr. Steele's already dead? Ah, uh, no, it was just a very complicated cause. Yeah, why did they even do this? put a tracker on Jake. I don't know. Yeah, he, they he only put blanks in the gun, hoping that he would shoot him and think he was dead. <laughs> I, I... Yes. Yeah, the only goal was to get a tracker on Jake's car, so then they could follow him back to us. <laughs> like, there was no other way to do that than Dr. Steele faking his own death? Like, they could have just done it while he was inside talking with him. He didn't have to shoot him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, they they just want to get the location of Sonia's place because they heard so many good things about it. Yeah, it's the newest hotspot. <laughs> well, we saw the Yelp reviews for Sonia's place. <laughs> yeah, it's the new. We can't wait to check place it out. In town. I got six bottles of booze. One of those hipster bars. The new you know? cold tea. <laughs> it's a minute minimalist place. <laughs> Hope you uh, like empty beer kegs. So I looked at the time at this point, and this is when it's all rat action all the Jesus time. Christ. And there's 18 minutes left of the movie. This is insane. Okay. And like I said before, this is my favorite part because it is insane. Like up to this point, the movie's been, you know, very quickly paced. Uh, mm-hmm. From here on in, it just ratchets up. Ratchets up. <laughs> Don't you mean it ratchets up? <laughs> That's what he. Uh, I tried my yeah. best. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that the movie felt a little too long. It's an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could have been 10 minutes shorter. Yeah, there was maybe like a saggy middle, I think. Well, maybe probably the bit. scene where they're in the tanks for a long time. Yeah. And I love everything at the end, but yeah. it does, it just keeps it goes going. On yeah. and, and on. And you're just like, are they going to, like, and then it turns into like a zombie movie, if you, basically. Yeah, if you tighten it up just a little bit in the middle, this movie is, is it, it needs yeah, to be like I, I 70 minutes. I feel like minutes. a movie like this could be an hour 15. Yeah, sure. yeah. And exactly. You wouldn't miss no too much. No one's gonna like, you know, have an issue with that. Do you need that flashback to show how they found the rat? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we you got need it. to know that it's a temple. Even though <laughs> I didn't point out that scene has an amazing, inexplicable moment where somebody gets pinned under a sarcophagus yeah. and they shoot her in the leg. Yeah, they shoot her leg off, but then everybody <laughs> dies anyway. Yep. Um, I was like, "What's uh, yeah?" They're like, "Go back to the go and back she's to like, the spaceship." No! And he shoots, <laughs> shoots, shoots the leg off. Uh, but anyway, um, so he, the director, built this beautiful miniature city. It is crazy, like downtown LA, and it, it's crazy. Let, let's loose a bunch of rats over it with all these miniature cars, and it just looks great. First of all, he wires the entire thing with like many explosions. Well, there's fake explosions. But we should point too. out the rats are never caught in those explosions. No, and I was like, no rats. <laughs> better not have been hurt during this know. movie. I, and I, it, did, it said in the credits they weren't there, hurt. I so. think it'd say that in any credits. There's a cat. Yeah, there's too. definitely not like a, a yeah. animal rights yeah, person that was around the set. I, I think the believe. only shot that made me go, hmm, is there's a shot of like a rat riding like a little remote controlled car? <laughs> <laughs> there's no way he would hurt. It's like something rats. out of Hammy Hamster or something. <laughs> Hammy Hamster, I remember that? that show. I mean, Hammy Hamster, they definitely killed more no. animals than Wishbone GP And Wishbone killed a lot no they didn't kill any yeah they, oh they killed they killed the dog at the end of every wishbone there there are some shots in here where you know machine guns are going off and they have like squibs it looks like placed in the floor and the rats are like scattering. no but uh you know what someone could go through it and go but there's a lot of like cgi pasted rats like flying through the air there's That's also true. like explosions superimposed onto the screen Yes, a lot of explosions superimposed on the screen. They have a fire flame just like 
at half opacity just in front of the scene. But like, like he's like, I paid for Action Essentials too, exactly. and I'm going to use every single effect. But like, it's cutting all over the place and moving, so you're not just yeah. like looking at like a there, miniature set. It's just it it makes you you kind of buy it. It's like it, you I'm know? saying, you're so overwhelmed, like you can't before you have an issue with a shot, you've already moved on to ten more shots. And one of the funny things is, uh, I guess, like you're buying models of stuff of like police cars and fire mm-hmm. trucks, but they're at different scales. So, <laughs> yeah. So they'll have like, a, you know, Colin, it's because the rats are all different sizes. <laughs> not just one no, size. I mean, the cars are. So you'll see like a you know, oh, fire yeah. truck in an alleyway, you know, and you look at the scale of a the, fire truck in an alleyway. Yeah. But you see the scale of like the brickwork on the wall and it's like, God, and then the fire truck is really tiny. So these bricks would be huge. And you know, and one then, one car is like way bigger than the other. Wasn't Jake standing in the city and he was yeah. like taller than a phone booth? Or? Yeah, he's taller <laughs> than like a, a fire truck. You know, it's it's just it's so funny, but it's very cute. It's just so overwhelming, and you just like want to stand up and applaud. You're like, my God, he really pulled out all the stuff. You did it! You did it! You crazy bastard! So, so like in this big climactic sequence, uh, Dr. Steel shows up in a like battle tank and starts like blowing what well, I guess the rats off some kind of Empire State style building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. And it's just like 18 minutes of people shooting rats. It's fantastic. Yeah, and then like the rats break into Dr. Steel's tank. They rip his skin off. Ah, my only weakness! <laughs> my face! Yeah, that was a pretty funny moment. Yeah, it's like uh, Ripley showing up at the end of Aliens and like the power loader. It's like, come on! Well, yeah, it doesn't use this claw. So they end up getting barricaded in Sonya's place. Mm-hmm. And yes, well, so a bunch of army men, which we didn't mention, who are throughout the film, yeah. a man and a woman, show up mm-hmm. uh, at Jake's place, as well as two random women who exist only to die and to get ripped apart. Yeah, so remember that shot where the woman turns into a dummy and is completely ripped yes, apart? That's clever. Shot, yes. Was that one of those random girls? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that yeah. character. Or maybe it was one of the army girls. Yeah, that shot is amazing because it's a dummy gets ripped apart, but he superimposed the face of the actor. Yeah, it it's happened great. so well. I was just like, whoa. It's like something out of Dead Alive. It's really well done. Yes. And uh, one of my favorite shots in the movie that I laughed so hard at was this toddler getting dragged away. Oh, so good. It is like a real, somebody is actually dragging a toddler on the ground. And the kid's crying. And there's a big trail of blood behind it. The kid is not crying. The kid looks bemused. Okay, well, he, his mouth But you was hear open. the soundtrack of a kid crying. Well, maybe he was laughing, but I thought it looked like yeah. he was crying. And then it like cuts to a puppet rat eating this like puppet like child, I think, or something. And then a cat gets killed at some oh, point. They always do uh. this in rat movies. <laughs> no, well, because uh, earlier in the movie, you saw a cat kill a rat. Yeah. <laughs> Remember it's like when a little Teddy mouse. gets killed? It was a mouse, yeah. but I don't know if that was a real mouse or not. I wasn't it looks sure. Like a real no, no, no. It's, it's, it looks like a little toy if you just like freeze frame it. The mouse wasn't moving. Uh, and that baby pays off a couple minutes later when one of the women that entered the bar goes, my baby, my baby. Yeah. And Jake goes, your baby is dead. <laughs> and then hands her a gun. That we, we saw that baby. <laughs> yeah, he hands her a machine gun. Yeah, and then the movie, again, it turns into like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And it's like Jake and who else? Some other it, guy? It's the army man. Some Which, army dude. Army? One I, of the I think army it's the guys. guy that he hit on the head earlier. Yeah. And said, yeah, payback. where he's like, my choice is payback. He keeps saying like, I don't like you. But hey, what happened to Sonia? 
Oh, she got uh, blown up by a rocket launcher by one of the army. I don't remember. <laughs> Oops. And she exploded probably yeah, in a bunch of Yeah, the first time I watched it, it passed by real fast. Yeah. And then later on, he takes um, what is now a sex doll dummy without a head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Jake throws it out the window, and he's like, water, water, here, take your water. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was like, that's yep. that's a sex doll. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It's a dummy. Well, like I'm saying, it was shooting, you know, shooting in a porn studio. porn connection. Just yeah. lying around in the hallways. Oh, God. And then at the end of the movie, I think it's like everybody gets killed. Uh, Army Dude and Jake are up against the bar and they're like, I got one grenade left. Mm -hmm. And then they've been holding onto this line for the entire movie. The Army Man sticks the grenade in a giant rat puppet's head mouse and goes, say cheese. (laughs) But then the grenade doesn't go off. The army man's like, ah! Yeah, he's like getting bitten. It's like chewing his arm <laughs> like He off. did not time it very well. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? Um, <laughs> and I think, what happens at the end? Oh, uh, an explosion goes off, blowing up Sonya's place, almost as if it was made of styrofoam. And, <laughs> oh yeah, Jake steps and, outside. Uh, you know, thin pieces of wood. Well, yeah. the, rats, and, the rats at one point uh, kill those two girls. They break through the wall, and the wall is yeah. clearly styrofoam. Oh, that's right. Styrofoam. They're, they're doing a day of the animal, and like the rats are breaking through yeah. walls. Yeah, it and looked stuff like, like, like Rise of the Animals. It's so cheap. <laughs> you could just tell it's styrofoam, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, and then he, he comes outside, and isn't he like lighting up a cigar? It's like the end of uh, like an Evil Dead movie or something. He's like, oh. Yeah, well, we skipped the most important uh, element, which is the very sarcastic Kent Brockman like news. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> recurring just, character. We, we cut to him like throughout the movie. That was funny. Yeah. That was a comedy that could, like you said, could have been cut into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where he's like, um, better hide your cheese. And then you see like a map of all the states, and there's like rats on them. <laughs> and then in the final news, cast they're like uh uh the state capital has been or like he's like oh they're heading to the santa clarita area wait a minute that's where my house is (laughs) and And they blow up the white house at the end (laughs) where there's like it's infested with rats uh yeah i mean i can't remember the exact very ending of this movie (laughs) but uh that's Uh, i think it just ends with the guy like laughing and like the rats have won and the world is on fire yeah it's It's a real rat apocalypse it's like a it's like a 70s sci-fi movie or something really downer Mm. ending i love it yeah i look i look forward to the like the mad uh or no what would it be the rat warrior the part two yeah (laughs) where the rats have also evolved into like uh, frog town style creatures. Oh God, that'd be amazing. Although I like that. I mean, I'm. I don't want to see another post-apocalyptic rat movie. There's plenty of those. Um, this was this was <laughs> yeah. different. Um, it came from space. I like that. It's great. Know, it changes gears downfall. so many times throughout the movie, though. And this ending. Oh God. It, it had so it had care and it had some mm-hmm. style. It, it, it's a very low budget B movie, but it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of work put into it like mm-hmm. clearly the director loves making these models and you know he could have cheaped out and done it some other way but this was actually so fun to watch like the, the end part especially yeah and so this movie is available on vimeo and we bought it for three dollars and 94 cents canadian so there's a deleted scene with edward furlong did you guys watch no, that but i i saw that there were deleted scenes and trailers on Vimeo, yes. but i didn't watch any of them you're kidding 
I feel like it's probably like Edward Furlong, like at a convention somewhere, being like, "Oh, <laughs> look at the rats!" We'll have to check it. Or out. like he probably shows up right at the end, like a T two style, like post apocalyptic ending. Or the end but... of uh, was it Battle Angel Alita? Oh, I mean that was Edward Furlong. That was uh, what's <laughs> his was name? The person that nobody Ed- likes. That was the Hulk. Edward Furlong wasn't in Battle Angel Alita. <gasps> oh shit! I'm talking about Ed Norton. No. <laughs> yeah, Ed Norton. That's There's a bit of a of. difference. Yeah. <laughs> The reveal at Battle Angel Alita at the end is so funny because, like, this guy's been wearing a mask the entire time. And he takes it off and it's... it's Ed Norton. <laughs> and as if people are going to be like, holy shit! Exactly. As opposed to like, what? As if he's somebody's mom going, is that Ed Norton? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yep. a guy this from movie, Man. Rat of the Apocalypse, um, Rat Scratch Fever, <clears throat> available on Vimeo. Mm. You can also rent it for, I think... Two dollars. Two two. April. Yeah, like April was going back and like forth. That. She's like, should I rent it? Should I rent should it I or should it? we buy it for three dollars <laughs> or rent it for four dollars Canadian? Um, oh my gosh, which uh, is probably even cheaper uh, American. Well, now um, we now we own it. I don't know if this is available on. I'm sure there's a DVD or out there somewhere. It's hard to find. You can Google it. Uh, oh, really? I found it eventually on IMDb, but if you Google Rat Scratch Fever, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I mean, uh, Justin. Where did you first hear about this? Just like in the the bad movie scene? Yeah, just in the grapevine. I um, had heard about some earlier movies that he made. My friend Adam the Riot Thorn is a big fan of Eyes of the Werewolf, which is really famous because uh, there's a recycled shot of the werewolf like eating, like nom, nom, <laughs> nom, that's repeated like 20 times in the movie. <laughs> So that was a big touchstone for us. And I had also seen Hell's Highway, which is one from 2002 uh, that is infamous as one of the movies that appears on like those 30 movie horror packs all the time. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, I I encourage uh, what's the director's name? Uh, Jeff Jeff Leroy. Leroy. I encourage our listeners to maybe definitely check this out, but check out maybe some of his other movies if you like what you see. Um, Mm -hmm. He has one that's like They Live called Psycon Invaders that he made six years before this. Psycon Invaders. Yep. Uh, Okay, well, that's it for Rat Scratch Fever. I keep not remembering what the name of this uh, movie is, (laughs) Um, but... uh, Maybe it's because you got the fever. I've got the fever, you guys. Um, So if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at no such thing pod. And if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing is the bad movie. At the $5 level, you'll get a bonus episode every two weeks. And uh, we just recorded one on kind of about bad boys for life. Um, the only movie that came oh, out much. this year. So it's going to win all the Oscars. Right, guys? <laughs> that and Trolls World Tour. Uh, it's going to be that and Sonic the Hedgehog. Thank you very much. No. Wait, what else came out? Well, lots of stuff, but the, the, World Bad yes. Boys, I think, is the third most successful movie uh, because it, it played in theaters in 2020. Right. What about Tenet? Uh, well, it didn't come out till after the pandemic, so I'm pretty sure it didn't do as well, but I'm not, I'm not looking at the figures. <laughs> Tenet came out during the pandemic. I know. Bad Boys was before, so it got um, like a normal box office. So you're saying that Bad Boys <clears throat> was the cause of the pandemic? Yes, uh, that's what I'm saying. Whoa, just thinking about that, Bad Boys for Life may have been the last film that I saw, like, new film theatrically. Uh, wow. Yeah, our, my last one was Invisible Man, as yeah. was a lot of people's last movie that they saw in theaters. Yeah, that was kind of like the transition point when everything hit and mm-hmm. then that started playing on uh, VOD. Yeah. If you're a Patreon subscriber at the $2 level or up, 
You also can be submitted into our bad movie lottery to pick uh, an episode, which uh, is probably coming out next uh, next week, next next no. two weeks. Or we could do a, 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 a maybe we could do a, a FAQ. Is that what it's called? A Q and A. Didn't we do that as a Patreon episode, or do we do, we do that as a normal episode? We I did forget. both. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but yeah, so next week maybe we'll do a, a Q and A, or maybe it will be the listener request uh, episode. But um, if you uh, want to be submitted in that draw, you don't have to do anything. Just be a Patreon subscriber at the two dollar level and up, and we'll do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, am I my turn to talk now? Yeah. So you can follow me at uh, DeClue J on Twitter, D-C-L-O-U-X letter J. I'm also on Letterboxd, uh, Justin DeClue. Every week on the Important Cinema Club, the Base Street Video Podcast, the Star Wars Podcast, and no such thing as a bad movie, which is what you're listening to right now. That's right, and you're on YouTube. Also, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I'm on YouTube now. I make videos because that's what the kids do, right? Mm. Right. I was going to tell you, Justin, you need to get a ring light. But then I was like, oh, no, you, you, it'll reflect off your glasses. Yeah, I can't because it'll reflect <laughs> off yeah. my glasses, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, you so. just dull your glasses but, yeah, down with some hair spray. You can follow me on YouTube. It's Film Trap. Uh, yes, Film Trap, YouTube.com. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's, that's it. it. That's, um, all uh, that's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you for listening and uh, watch out for um, those rats out there. I mean, rats are adorable. Hide your cheese. If you find a rat, I mean, I know they can be horrible pests, but um, don't uh, maybe don't kill them. Try and trap them humanely. Um, get your rats spayed and neutered. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm April Advanced. <laughs> I'm Justin the Clue. I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there ain't, it, there ain't no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> Why did you mix it up? Oh this my time? god! Like April's having a stroke. It just, it just came out like that. Wow, she's so excited from Rat Scratch Fever. I can't wait to I can't wait to eat that yeah. cheese that arrived during the episode. It's true. You know who else can't wait to eat it? Rats? No, me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>